Hey guys, welcome to my podcast, Unspoken Logos. Here we have open and honest conversations on subjects that the church is not willing to talk about. From topics such as Christian dating, deliverance, angels, demons, hell, sex, we talk about it all. So keep listening to hear what's coming up on today's conversation. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this, I want to give you a massive welcome and say thank you for joining me for the next, let's say 20 minutes to sit down and listen to another one of my episodes of my podcast, Unspoken Logos. Again, my name is Sophie and in today's episode, you're going to get a small peek into my current life, where I'm at, what I'm doing, what life currently looks like for me in my stage of life and where I thought I would be and just when I'm not, it feels like such a vulnerable episode for me to record, but I just feel the Lord really calling me to talk about the pressures of social expectations in life and when that looks completely different in reality. So I'm actually recording quite early today and quite late in the week as well. So I always try and record my podcast episodes the same week that they're going to be published and this week I've had such a sore throat so if there's any croakiness if I start to fade towards the end of the 20 minutes then give me grace it's because my throat has just not been 100% but again this is my joy I love to get to sit down and talk about these different issues we're just going to jump straight into this episode so the title of this is I can't even remember. It's 24 single and living at home. So let's just get straight into it. So as you know, I'm from previous episodes. I'm currently 24 years old. I am single. I'm not dating anyone. There is not even a man on the horizon. And that is the way I'm going to keep it because there's only one man for me. Yes, that's Jesus. But also there's only one man that God has for me, which is my husband. So I'm not in the dating game. I'm not looking for a relationship because I know that the Lord has my husband waiting for me and that in his perfect timing, we will meet. So I still live in my family home where I grew up and that is where I'm at now at 24 there's a lot of questions around this age you know should you own your own place should you have moved out or flown the nest as some people say should you be saving for a deposit for a house should you rent should you wait for a partner should you move out alone should you move out with friends a sibling there's just so many questions and actually not many answers now when I was younger like many people I thought being in your 20s was so old. I thought I'd be married and around 27 be having children of my own in my castle with my Prince Charming. Reality check, that just doesn't happen to many people. An even bigger reality check is that it happens a lot less if you're a Christian. To be honest, if I wasn't a Christian, you know, if I'd never received salvation and became born again, And honestly, I don't ever think this way, but just for the purposes of this podcast, let's just think this way. So I really do strongly think that my life would look like me being in a relationship. I probably have kids on the way and probably be living with my partner, either in rented or purchased accommodations. Now, why do I think that? Because that's the way my life was headed. I didn't really have any major aspirations beyond that and from a non-biblical viewpoint it really all could have happened very fast and in my own timing by my own choice and by my own way and by my own will but here's the catch when you're a christian you know a true christian you don't own your life you don't own your own body it's not my body my choice it's his body his choice he is the creator and finisher of our faith 
in our whole being. And I know how harsh that sounds, especially to a world that promotes, you know, self-love, self-obsession, finding your own true happiness, self-care promotion, but that just is not the gospel. In Matthew 10 verse 39, it says, For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. A chapter before in Matthew 10 38, it reads, And anyone who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. I love these scriptures, but what does that mean? Literally, carrying your own cross in the Roman period was when they executed death by crucifixion, which is still one of the most brutal punishments today, and it was a representation of carrying your life away that you were heading to death. They used to make the prisoners carry the cross from where they'd been tried from the prison all the way to where they were going to be hung or crucified. And this is reflected in our Lord Jesus Christ, who was led to Calvary by carrying his own cross after the brutality of being flogged, whipped, beaten. So in the scripture, Jesus is saying that if you're not willing to lay down the desires of this world and carry that very cross that will lead to losing the life that you have gained in this world, then simply put, you're not worthy of being his disciple. And I know how hard that is and I know how harsh it can be, but it's truth. It's gospel, biblical truth. And it's convicting scripture. And honestly, I would love to hear this preached in the pulpits across the global church today because it's not popular, but that's why it's not preached because it would clear a room. It really would. And if you're thinking about Christianity, if you're like exploding faith and being like, oh, what's Christianity all about? And you heard this sermon preached, um, it would probably make you run a mile. But the true desperate disciples of Christ who have already come to the conclusion that this life, this world has absolutely nothing to offer them, only the person of Christ will do. And that is when you separate the sheep from the goats. You know, society and the devil loves to place pressure on people. We have pressures from having a good job, living in a nice house, in a good area, finding the right partner, raising up children in the right way, looking a certain way, having a certain type of body, having the latest car, the newest phone. Honestly, the list could go on and on and we can so easily get stuck into this, right? Because it's pleasure, it's desirable, or at least that's how the world portrays it. Society would tell you, get married in your 20s, have kids in your late 20s, early 30s, have a stable career and have your own house, your own car and then you've made it in life. You fit right into society's ideal. And don't hear me wrong, if you're married in your 20s with kids, a good job, a nice house and a great car then that is amazing. But for a lot of people it doesn't work out like that and we shouldn't expect people to achieve that by a certain age category. And we certainly shouldn't look down on people who don't have that typical lifestyle. Another lie of society is that if you're in your 30s to 35, then you've missed the boat. I honestly hate this phrase. It just puts added and unnecessarily pressure on an already pressured people within society. Let me say this. If you put your hope in society's idea of expectation, you will always come back disappointed. Now, as a Christian, I am so grateful we don't allow the noise and loudness of societal pressure to enter into our spirits. We don't live or conform to the patterns of this world, and that's from Romans 12. But we obey and abide in God's timing. And God's timing is most definitely never our timing. Not because he's withholding things from us, but because he loves us and because his ways are far higher and above our ways in thinking. You know, God cares about your character. He knows what you need to be refined, purified, sanctified, 
all of this before you become you know the wife the mum, the manager the leaseholder before we become all that he knows that we need to be changed we need to be ready we need to be prepared by him and i'm so grateful for that exact point that we serve a god that gives us what we need and not what we want but let's move on to the pressures we can get from those closest to us you know our friends and family and if I'm being honest with you guys, I don't really struggle with this. Actually, my family and immediate family have never asked those type of provoking or sometimes inappropriate questions, you know, like, when are you getting married? Why are you still single? Is there a guy on the scene? When are you moving out? Like, me and my family are all homebirds and we love being around each other and have such a great relationship. Not all the time, but most of the time, you know. So there's just never been that pressure, I think, when you know, as Christians, you get that most of you are practicing purity and waiting for that one person who you'll spend the rest of your life with. And I guess that's where Christians could receive pressure from non-believers or friends that can easily find a guy, you know, online, in the bar, at the club, at work or whatever areas it is. But we have different standards, you know, what they are looking for or would find acceptable or even attractive. We just don't. And ladies, let's be honest, we're all out here waiting on our God-fearing man who's not only going to protect us and love us, who's going to point everything back to the Lord. And I want to remind you that a true friend would never put pressure on you or push you into peer pressure by questioning you over your beliefs, your stances, your morals, or whatever you want to call it, just to make you conform to their ideology. For anyone struggling with the pressure of society from friends, family, whoever it is, I would ask you this question. Whose opinion matters most to you? Whose voice do you value more? Because if it's man's, then you're way off. The only opinion we should care about is God's and we can trust and have enough faith in our father that he will bring a good God-fearing man into our life at the most perfect time. Not even that, it's the same for a house, a career, a job, a ministry, whatever we're believing or praying for, our God is a good father whose promises are yes and amen. It just takes faith, it just takes trust, and it just takes obedience. And I know, I know that that is harder than what I'm saying. It's easier than just saying it. Putting it into practice is actually a lot harder. But personally for me, I'm definitely not where I thought I'd be in life at my age. However, I honestly praise God. I thank God because I know that I'm exactly in his will. You know, I was actually talking to God a few days ago and I'm just in such a season where I have a lot of unanswered questions from God, which I think we can all relate to. You always, you know, you're praying for something, you're believing for something, you're looking for answers, direction. And sometimes God is silent and in his silence, he's teaching us something. He's always doing something or God is never just idle he's always up to something because he's given me so many words in the past about different types of season I'm in and he said to me Sophie you're in my will and that was enough that is so comforting to know that even though it might not look like I'm being very active it might not look like a lot's going on I am in his will and that is exactly where I want to be because I know that he's placed the desire within me to become a wife, to become a mom, to have my own home, all to glorify him. And I want to work in a job that glorifies him and brings the kingdom of heaven to a dying and deceived world. I want to go through the trials and struggles of life that even patience can bring. You know, we seriously underestimate the significance of patience. When you are obedient and wait on the Lord and his timing, you are producing so much fruit. Can I tell you, I have been in so many waiting seasons in my life. I'm literally in one right now and it's not passive waiting, it's active waiting. What do I mean by that? Whilst we wait on the Lord's timing, we pursue him, we seek him, we serve him, we obey him, we pray and continue to pray for the desires he's placed within us. 
we take steps of faith, we say yes to things, we say no to other things and it looks different to every other person in everyone's journey. All I know is that God blesses obedience. We know that in scripture obedience is better than sacrifice to God. It's like a pleasing aroma to God when we give back control of our life, our plans, our purposes, when we hand back over the reign that we took and say, Lord lead, you are the leader, give me direction, give me discernment and lead me into all that you have for me. The Lord is just so good, his timing is perfect as I've had all these questions for him. Upper Room released one of their moments from their services and they literally are just singing follow the leader and they're just singing so prophetically about how we give you back control, we we hand over our life, like how did we at one point ever think that we could do this alone like you're the leader you're the shepherd take back your rightful place and we never want to get to that place right where we're rushing ahead of him where we're taking the first step sometimes yes the lord will call us out into uncharted territory and ask us to take a step of faith but a lot of the times he's just saying wait wait on my time and be patient all that to say and my last point it would be that social media has the power to destroy and corrupt our patient obedience to God. Social media is where everyone posts their highlights of life and leaves out all the lowlights. And it can be so hard when specifically in the Christian circle, we can see all these influencers and people we look up to or allowed to speak into our life and we see them getting married, finding a partner, getting their dream job, you know, the amazing apartment. And honestly, I hear you. I get it. I see it constantly, daily on my feed. Do not envy them. Remember you're in your own race and what God has done for them, he will do for you. But you're made unique. You're walking out your own journey. And you know, if it gets too hard sometimes, switch off. Come off social media. We were not created to consume the amount of media and aspects of other people's lives that we do in this day and age. The enemy is sly and deceptive. He will come in with thoughts on the back of seeing something that you're craving or desiring for. And always remember, don't compare yourself. Don't compete. If you allow God, he will make a way and provide such an overflow of blessing you could never have imagined. But it takes time. It takes time. He is not an instant gratification God, as I've mentioned earlier. Not only will you get God's blessing, you're also producing that lasting fruit I'm talking about. And you're delighting and pleasing your father at the end of the day. Jesus is enough. If we as a people get none of those things that I've talked about, like the car, the husband, the job, the house, the career, the children, if we get none of that, Jesus should still be enough. That's the place you need to get to in order to receive all that God has for you. And getting to that place is difficult. Getting to that place is hard. Trust me, I've been through it. But I really do believe that I am in such a place where just like this story in Daniel where they were getting sent to the the fiery furnace because they would not bow down to King Nebuchadnezzar, they said, even if our God doesn't, we will still worship him. They said, we know he can do this. We know that he can do the miracle. We know that he can rescue. We know that he can restore. But even if he doesn't, we will still worship him. And that's such an amazing place to get to because you should never worship the blessing. You should never worship the miracle. You should always worship the creator, the blesser, the miracle worker, who he is. You should get to that place where you're getting to know God so much that you just do not care about the other things. And so, yeah, I'm definitely not where I thought I would be in life when I was younger, 
but I definitely had a perception of the world when I was younger. I was definitely taking society's view and values and making them my own. And now that I've been set free, now that I've been born again, now that I live under kingdom values, my mindset is totally different. Yes, I see all these people, all these influencers in the Christian circle and the Christian community who are getting married younger than me, that are getting their dream apartments younger than me, that are having an amazing career younger than me. That doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that I'm bearing fruit. What matters to me is that every single day I am growing with the Lord. Every single day I'm laying my life down so that he can be glorified. I run my own race. I do not concern myself with the people to the left or to the right. I just keep my eyes ahead, straight ahead on Jesus. And like I said, I know that these things will come to me. I know that the Lord has placed these desires within my heart and I praise God in advance for them. I praise God you know, just now for my future children, for my future husband, for the future ministry, for the future job that he has in store for me. And I do that until those things come to pass because I decree them out loud into being, into the spirit realm. But Jesus is enough and Jesus will always be enough. What he did on Calvary was more than enough. There's so many songs that we sing in the Christian circle that talks about that, that it was more than enough. What he did on the cross was so much more than we ever deserve. And so if he never did a single thing more it would be enough but we serve a loving amazing beautiful kind God who doesn't just stop there he continues he continues to work he continues to grow with us and I'm just so thankful that that's the type of God that we serve and so I know that it's difficult I know that it's hard but just trust that you're in God's will that God's timing is absolutely perfect he's never early he's never late he's always in time even in the face of what may seem like he is late you know remember the story of Lazarus when he raised him from the dead his sisters Mary and Martha were calling to Jesus Jesus why didn't you come we asked you to come earlier he's been dead in the tomb for I think it's three or four days but Jesus's miracle was so much greater he knew that Lazarus wasn't just going to get healed he was going to get raised from the dead and that was in God's perfect time and it's such an example such a picture of how God's timing is not our time and how his ways are not our ways how his will is not our will and so yeah I just want to encourage you to keep praying your desires keep following the Lord and keep being encouraged so thank you so much for listening today this felt like maybe rushed podcast I didn't have much time today and unfortunately my voice is just not 100% but I wanted to come I wanted to um, speak this word that the Lord had placed on my heart I really pray that it blesses you and I really hope that you just have an amazing week this week and that God will give you the desires that are his heart that will then become your heart God bless and take care Thank you so much for staying tuned and listening to my podcast. If you want to find out more about me and more about what I'm up to, then please check out my social media links in the description of this video. And I can't wait to have you guys for the next podcast.